What's up everyone? This is Austin Consal and you're listening to the weekly football trio cast. Today I'm gonna be doing it solo because my co-host Anthony and Giovanni are unfortunately out today and um, I hope they'll be back next week. But we have a special episode today. It is Thanksgiving week. <clears throat> and on this episode we're gonna give well I'm gonna give away my favorite Thanksgiving game memory. But that will be later on in the segments. First off, we're going to start off always with the news. Uh, Not very much happened this week, so we'll start off pretty quick. Uh, Knee surgery to end the Ravens center, Matt Skura. Probably said his name wrong, but the center for the Ravens, he's out for the season. That could be pretty impactful for them because, you know, offense line is very important. And they are a pretty good run team, and He's been a pretty good center for them, so hopefully that doesn't affect them too much and they can still have a great season without him. We'll see what happens, though, with that. And then Cameron Wake from the Titans is also being placed on the IR. And, um, you know, Tennessee still fighting for a playoff spot, so we'll see if that affects them on the defensive end. But those are the two big injuries that I saw. I didn't really see much else going on around the league and and news-wise. So, you know, not a very big news week and pretty pretty quick update but let's get into the weekly review of what happened last week uh first off thursday night game was the texans versus the colts a big 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 divisional matchup to determine who is going to win that afc south i think that's what happened <clears throat> i think the texans beating the colts gave them the sol- the the solidification if that's even the word that says we're winning the afc south thank you very much I picked them to win the AFC South. I think they're going to win it. I think that was a huge game. Now, the Colts are only backed by a game, so like they, they still have a perfect chance to win. Um, but, you know, I think that was a huge game for for Houston, even though they didn't look all that great. But I always say a win's a win, however you get it. It's all about the W at the end of the day. Next up was Buccaneers versus the Falcons. The Bucks won 35-22. Big game for the Bucks. They bounced back and got a W after struggling. And even a tight end, or not a tight end, a defensive tackle caught a touchdown playing tight end. Just the Bucks just made the Falcons look silly after the Falcons look really good the past two weeks. And Chris Godwin, seven catches, 184 yards, and two touchdowns. That guy is probably the, he might have to be the number one receiver at the end of the year. And nobody's really talking about him because he plays for the Bucks, and the Bucks aren't playing all that great. But good game for the Bucks. The Broncos... Lost to the Bills 20-3. The Bills keep winning. Uh, Broncos are struggling. That was a very terrible game for the Broncos. And, you know, they're probably looking forward to next season. And speaking of looking forward to next season, the Giants lost 19-14 to to the Bears. And my prediction of going from 14-2 and to 2-14 and is looking very clear now. And the Giants don't look very good and... I, I don't know if they'll make changes, but we'll see what happens with that. Uh, good win for the Bears. They're, I guess you can say they're still alive. I don't. I think the NFC is kind of wrapped up almost. Like it's it's pretty close to just you know who the six teams are. But you know, technically they're still in it. But I don't think they'll make it. Uh, Steelers beat the Bengals sixteen to ten. Bengals remained winless. And the news of the Steelers game was Mason Rudolph has got benched because he's not playing well. And uh, Hodges came in and won the game. I think Hodges will start next week. I think Rudolph's done. I don't think he gets back on the field the rest of the year unless Hodges gets hurt. Um, But, you know, 
good win for the Steelers, beating the winless Bengals and keeping their playoff hopes alive. Speaking of keeping their playoff hopes alive, the Browns 41 to 24 against the Dolphins, and good win for the Browns. They I think they're three in a row now, and um, they're trying to make that playoff push. They're still in it. Uh, they could beat the Steelers next week and be ahead of them. I think they move up to the two seed in their conference or conference division, and that would be a big win for them next week to beat the Steelers again. I can't. I don't know if the Browns are rolling because they didn't look very good against the Steelers, and this is the Dolphins. Um, so good win for the Browns. Uh, Panthers versus the Saints was the next game. The Saints won 34-31. It was a very very close game. Came down to a last second field goal for the Saints to get the W. Saints are 9-2. They're trying to lock up that two-seed, um, playing very well again. They, they'll they probably end up 12-4, and four, maybe 13-3, depending on how the end of the season goes. Because I think if they win this week, they wrap up the division, which is pretty early to wrap up a division, only after 13 games, I think it is. So, um, Or, sorry, 12 games. So it's pretty, pretty good. Jets destroyed the Raiders in the next game here, thirty-four to three. The Raiders got embarrassed. It was, it was bad. You you just did not expect the Jets to just come out there and stomp the Raiders, especially after the Raiders were looking great. But the Jets defense showed up. The Raiders didn't even score in the last three quarters. It was just terrible for them. Um, Jets are looking pretty solid. They're making their run back. They're making their comeback, but they're they're not going to go anywhere. They'll probably end up maybe. Five and twelve, and sorry, five and eleven, um, and they probably won't do much. Uh, the next game was a big game to for the NFC. Seattle beat the Eagles seventeen to nine. The Eagles' offense looked terrible, but Seattle's offense didn't look much better. But you know, defense showed up. Said we'll put you on your backs this game since Russell Wilson's been putting them on on his back, and you know. I think it was a big game for the NFC East more than the NFC in total because the Cowboys lost so if the Eagles won. They would have been one step closer. Um, but, you know, they both lost, so Cowboys get to keep their edge for now. Um, next game was another NFC East opponent. Redskins upset the Lions, if you want to call it an upset, because the Lions aren't as good as people thought they were at the beginning of the year. They won 19-16. First win for Dwayne Haskins, and instead of kneeling the ball in the final drive of the game, he's taking a selfie with a fan, and Case Keenum has to come onto the field to kneel the ball. And it looked bad on Dwayne Haskins, and you got your first win, and you're taking pictures instead of doing your job. Take pictures after the game. Once the clock goes 0, 0, 0, go take a picture. Don't do it in the middle of the game. Come on, man. Just it's like the Redskins get a W and they still look bad it's like come on guys just terrible next game is Tennessee beat Jacksonville 42 to 20 Tennessee just whooped them and they're actually the same level of the Colts right now and only one game out of the division so that division is really close in these next few weeks the AFC South is going to be very interesting and who's going to come out on top the next game is Patriots beat the Cowboys 13-9. Very defensive heavy game. It was raining and, you know, nobody could really get any offense going. I believe the Patriots got like a punt block and then got a touchdown off of it. And that was pretty much the only offense of the game. And, you know, bad win for the Patriots, bad loss for the Cowboys. 
I think I think the game was just I think the rain just really took it in a in a whack. I think if they played it on a neutral site, that game would have gone not a neutral site, but without the rain on the weather, it would have been a totally different story. Um, but like I said, since the Eagles lost, the Cowboys get to keep their get keep their flow. You know, they're still on top of the division. They don't really have much competition other than the Eagles, and Eagles don't look all that good. So I think the Cowboys could nine and seven this division potentially, and uh, make it to the playoffs. So. The next game was probably the most disappointing game of the week. 49ers 37-8 beat the Packers. That was that had written in the stars like Seattle versus the 49ers. It was supposed to be the battle of the, the top two teams in the NFC. And the Packers just laid an egg and looked terrible. It was, it was sad to see because that was supposed to be a heck of a game and turned out to be a stinker on a Sunday night. Great win for the 49ers. They're 10 and 1, looking looking great. Their only losses to that Seattle team and hey, they're they're looking like they're going to come out that NFC with that defensive line. They that defense line is good, but they do have tougher competition than the AFC and that NFC. So, we'll see, but they said, "Here's the 2 seed. <clears throat> We're going to beat the crap out of them." And they showed up. And then to top it all off, Monday night the Lamar Jackson-led Ravens, 45 versus the Rams, and they only got six points. Rams look like crap. Ravens look great. Lamar Jackson threw for five touchdowns. He only threw for like 100-something yards, but he almost ran for 100 yards. But it's it's all about the touchdowns. I don't care if you threw five balls for five yards for five touchdowns. If you win the game, it don't matter. But... What I want to say about this game, since Gio's not here to hype up Mr. Lamar like he always does, we got to give the Ravens credit on defense. Their defense is very good, but they're not getting the credit like they should. The Ravens are definitely as good as they are because of their quarterback, Mr. Lamar, but that defense needs to start getting credit. They're really good. They help out Lamar a lot. They give him good field position, and he just executes. Did you know in the last three games, they punted twice, and RG3, Robert Griffin III, was the QB on both of those drives, which means Lamar in the past three games has led his team to not punt one time. The punter for the Ravens has the easiest job in the NFL right now. He hasn't done... He's punted... The, he's done... Two things in the last three games, if you want to talk about during the game. like he, Of course, he's practicing and all this. But just imagine you're at work and you only did two things in three days. Let's just call it three days instead of three weeks. In two days or three days, you did two things. That's what the punter did in the last three games. But, like I said, since my boy Gio's not here and Anthony, I got to hype up Lamar. I got to do it for my boys. Got to hype them up. But Gio texted me saying, you know, he's not he's not hyping him up. He's just spitting straight facts. I agree. You're spitting straight facts. But you hype him up too. We got to hype up this boy. We got to bring that Gio level energy. We got to show people what's up. We got to show people this is Lamar. This is the this is going to be the MVP of the league if he keeps this up. This guy trying to win the Super Bowl. He went into he brought New England home. I was going to say he went to New England. He's going to have to go to New England unless New England chokes. And he's going to try and beat him there, which is going to be tough. But he looks the real deal. This guy is fast. This guy is elusive. And the best part about it is his throwing. He worked on his throwing. This is what this is what every player should strive to do. If you have a weakness, 
work on it. And guess what? If you work on it enough, it's going to succeed. He worked on his throwing. And guess what? He's a good thrower. I say great thrower. And he's an even better runner. Because when that guy gets in the open field, he's hard to stop. He's like a running back receiver gone crazy. Bad game for the Rams. Huge win for the Ravens. Just showing up on Monday night. And everybody was impressed. I think he took over the MVP race because Russell Wilson didn't play all that good. But five touchdowns, that's great. And he dominated them. That's for you, Gio. I know you wanted to hype him up this week, but you couldn't be here. I hyped him up for you. Hopefully I did a good job. Like I said, I like Lamar. Not as much as Gio and Anthony. But I do firmly believe he's going to be the MVP now after that game. As long as he keeps up. I mean, if he doesn't play the last two weeks because they're just they wrapped up the division or something or, or just you know he just plays bad all of a sudden then of course it's wide open but he keeps playing like this mvp no doubt all right so that was the weekly review everything's going a little quick because when you do it solo you know what happens you know i, I go by my own pace so this episode is going to be short but hopefully it's a good content hopefully i'm doing a great job without my uh co-host here And hopefully, like I said, I did a good job hyping up that boy Lamar. Because, you know, that boy deserves that hype right now after that Monday night butt whooping. But anyways, let's move on. We are going to talk about my favorite Thanksgiving moment. Anybody have a guess? I'll go ahead and give you guys a few seconds to guess in your heads. Remember, I've only been watching, well, I haven't told anybody this, but I've only been watching football since 2008. So from 2008 till today... One of, one of my favorite moments happened in that time period. So if you think anything before 2008, I didn't watch it. Sorry. I mean, maybe it was on the TV during Thanksgiving, but I wasn't that big into football. Um, but if you have your guesses and you guessed the butt fumble, you are correct. My favorite Thanksgiving moment was watching Mark Sanchez run up the middle and just going boom. Right off his offense line, his booty. He didn't even see him. He just went, boop, 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 boop. And then you just, he just slid into his butt and fumbled the ball. And the Patriots scored a touchdown off of it, I think. I don't remember the play exactly. All I remember him was running into his offense line. And it was, it was just the moment that is forever going to be memed, the butt fumble. And it was just one of those plays that you were like, did that really just happen? Did Mark Sanchez just run into his own offensive lineman like that and fumble and just embarrass himself? And the answer is yes, he did. He did embarrass himself. But Mark Sanchez is doing well for himself. You know, he didn't let the butt fumble completely ruin him. You know, I, that's my favorite moment. I, I also want to say something with Calvin Johnson, but I cannot for the life of me remember the what game he had a great game because Detroit plays every Thanksgiving. Same thing with the Cowboys. Um... I don't know. I wish Gio was here because I, I, I wonder if his favorite moment. Let me look it up really quickly. Um, I feel like the Marion Barber two-yard run was on a Thanksgiving game. But I don't remember and I really wish Gio was here to answer this question because I, I just really wonder if that was um, on a Thanksgiving. So delivered. Uh, was it on a Thanksgiving though? 
I don't know. I wish I could figure this out quicker. Sorry, guys. I want to make sure I figure this out. I don't know. I'm just going to say it, it, it wasn't. But if it was, that was, I wonder if that was Geo's favorite moment because that was the best two-yard run in NFL history. He just went whoop, 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 whoop. And he ended up with only two yards after running around probably a solid 50 yards on that two-yard run. But that was my favorite Thanksgiving moment for football. If you guys uh, are on Twitter, leave us a comment and let us know what your favorite Thanksgiving moment was for football. Um, at T-Triocast, T-T-R-I-O-C-A-S-T. Go ahead and give us a follow while you're there. Comment, let us know what your favorite Thanksgiving moment memory uh what was and yeah i look forward to reading some of your comments and uh hopefully it was a good memory so next we're going to continue with uh upset picking game of the week let's start with the game of the week i think ravens niners there has been some good games that's about to be potentially the best team in the afc versus the best team in the nfc going head to head this is going to tell us if lamar can destroy a great defensive line or if the Niners can, if that defense line for the Niners can stop Lamar, somebody is going to do something, and it's going to be a heck of a game. The, I think the Niners are going to win because I think they're that good, and I believe it's a home game for the Niners, which gives them an advantage. But I'm not quite sure on that. Uh, let me look that up as well because I want to want to give you guys the truth here. I don't want to lie. Let's see. No, it's the Ravens have the home game. That's why they're favored by six points. Let's, let, let's be real here. Ravens favored by six against the Niners. I know it's a home game, but come on. The Niners, are they should not be a six-point underdog. If you're betting, take the Niners because I think the Niners are going to win. But, you know, the Ravens, they're looking super good. They beat up that Patriots defense, which was top defense. So if they can beat up this Niners defense as well, hey, Ravens are going to – Ravens – could win the Super Bowl if they show up and beat the crap out of the Niners. And then my upset pick. This was for you, Gio. I think the Bills are going to beat the Cowboys this week. The Bills are underdogs. I think the Cowboys are going to have a, a, a good week. But I think the Bills are just going to keep them low scoring. It should be a good game. I got the Bills winning. And uh, surprisingly, the Bills will be... I think I have nine wins this season if they beat the Cowboys, which would be ridiculous if you told me that the Bills were going to have nine wins or be nine and three at this point. Okay, didn't think that would happen, but that's my upset pick of the week. Let's move on to fantasy players to watch for the week. I got Carson Wentz versus the Dolphins. I think uh, Carson Wentz is going to have his best performance of the year, just like almost everybody else does against the Dolphins. I got Aaron Jones versus the Giants. Aaron Jones had a really rough week against the Niners, and I think he's just going to tear up the Giants because the Giants are sorry. And I have Chris Godwin against Jacksonville because, like I said, that guy's probably been the best receiver in the league this year that nobody's talking about, and I think he's going to keep keep it going against Jacksonville and have an amazing game. And that is all for the week. I wish the episode was longer because we've been going long but like i said without two extra people here i kind of just flow at my own pace and i don't have anybody to kind of talk to so 
If it was a very short episode, which I think it's going to be around 20-something minutes, I do apologize if you want to hear more content. But hopefully I did a very good job solo. And uh, please let me know how I did. Please follow us on Twitter, like I said earlier. If you have it, uh, if you listen to it on Apple Podcasts, give it a review. And give, it, give us a five-star review and give us a great comment. Let us know that we're doing great. And um, I hope all of you have a good Thanksgiving. And uh, hopefully they'll uh, Gio and Anthony will be back next week. And uh, let's see. Let's have a good. Let's have a good Thanksgiving. Let's watch some football. Eat some turkey and have a heck of a time. See you later, everybody.